Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the List Podcast brought to you by the Man Salon. I don't get my hair cut every day, but when I do, I go to the Man Salon. Check them out, themansalon.net. Franchise opportunities for you to become an entrepreneur and open up your own Man Salon throughout the country. A great way for you to start your own entrepreneurial path and become very successful at doing it. Shout out to Sean Erickson, who did so here in the Midwest. Six oh five to Las Vegas is where we're going to go today. And summer league is one of my favorite parts of the sports calendar. Now, I used to be a guy that would travel out to Vegas in my college years, spend a little time hanging out in Sin City, and then ultimately watching a lot of basketball. Now, the summer league of two thousand four, five, and six looks a lot different than the summer league of twenty twenty three. And I have my top ten reasons why this year's summer league was super awesome. Top 10 reasons why I enjoyed watching this edition of Summer League. And as we always do on the show, a top 10 list and a top five list, I'm going to sprinkle in my top five favorite hotels for my own personal reasons in Las Vegas as well. All of them happen to be on the strip. But let's start with the top 10 reasons why this year's Summer League was awesome. Number one, Scoot Henderson. You know, we got to see him in that opening game, got hurt. But I just wanted to see physically what he looked like against other NBA players. Now, granted, these aren't the guys that are going to be playing on a regular basis throughout the association. A lot of G League guys, overseas guys, and guys trying to get two-way contracts. But at the end of the day, we actually got to see him on an NBA court and see physically what he looks like after playing with G League Ignite. And that's the thing about Scoot Anderson that I find so intriguing. I believe he has sort of a leg up on a Brandon Miller, even on a Wemby, basically because he's had a full-year professional basketball stateside. Now, Wemby played in France, and Brandon Miller played in the SEC, so they got their own levels of competition that they got to go up against. But when you're in the G League, it's basketball, basketball, basketball. It's a job, and Scoot got that opportunity a year ago in the G League. So now that we get to see him hopefully healthy come the start of the season, we'll see what he looks like, but he comes in at number 10. At number 9, assistant coaches. I love the fact that we get to see guys that are normally sitting on the bench standing there on the sideline, instructing the troops. And this is an opportunity for them to showcase how they can one day be a head coach, gives them experience, and I think it gives them more confidence to head back to their club and have an opportunity to showcase what they were able to do as an assistant coach on a G League level. It also, I think, brings them closer to the players that are maybe towards the end of the bench or rookies, and it gives them that bonding opportunity over a couple of week period in Las Vegas to hopefully help them once the season comes around. But opportunity exists in the summer league, whether it's for officials, whether it's for assistant coaches, whether it's for young players. And I love the fact that a lot of assistant coaches get that opportunity to stand up and not just sit on the bench and be a part of the action. At number eight, Julian Champagny. Now, this dude was cut from the 76ers and ends up getting a multi-year deal with the San Antonio Spurs this offseason. And he has made the most of his opportunity. His brother played for the Sioux Falls Sky Force, ended up getting called up to the Boston Celtics, was a part of their playoff roster as well. So some brotherly love shout-outs to both of them. But Champagny has been really, really good here in Summer League, showcasing why he is one of those individuals that worked his way to making millions in the NBA and was really never given anything, worked for all of it. And a prime example of what the G League and opportunities like Summer League can bring, 
Champagne is a guy that I think could be a great role player for San Antonio and probably will get some starts this season as they're still uber young and they try to figure out sort of what the core is going to be around Victor Wimbignana. At number six, it's just basic opportunity, as I talked about earlier. And it's an opportunity not only for the assistant coaches and the officials and for the players, but it's an opportunity for the front office and the head coaches to see what they got, see what they drafted, see what they've had in the G League up close and personal. Because during the year, guys are going back and forth between the G League and the NBA. So you get to see them a little bit. But here, like, like you know, seeing Pop on the sideline watching Wimby, he's also watching those younger players that he doesn't get the opportunity to see all the time. And maybe it's more film than in person as they play with their G League affiliates. And it's an opportunity for us as fans, whether you're a fan of the Spurs or the Timberwolves or the Blazers or the Magic or whomever, you get to see some of these guys that maybe you're not paying attention to in the G League and that you only see on call-ups and they're sitting on the bench and they're just filling roster spots. Get out there and get some minutes and see maybe what the future looks like for a guy that's the 10th person on the bench to becoming maybe a role player a year or two from now or a guy that you see as maybe a tradable asset that can get you something down the road. So opportunity for everybody from the fans to the coaches to the players to the officials and to the front office. At number five, it's simply Vegas. That's why this is awesome as we continue the top 10 list of why this year's summer league was so awesome. Vegas, baby. Like there's something about the glitz and the glam and the lights of Sin City that brings added attention, that just brings an extra flair to the event. And, you know, you have the California Classic and we have other events that happen in and around the year throughout the NBA. But in Vegas, whether it's the NBA G League Showcase or Summer League Basketball, I think it just adds an extra element of excitement. And then you see the strip and then they go right to the gym. And that's why I love watching college basketball tournaments and showcases that are played in Las Vegas as well. The glitz and the glam and the lights of Sin City adds to the entertainment. So 10 through 5, Scoot Henderson, assistant coaches, Julian Champagny, um, Opportunity, Vegas. I think I missed one, and the one I missed was Michael DeVoe. I'm going to throw him in here as well. Um, 2022 undrafted player showed out for the Blazers in their win over the Spurs and sort of his coming out party of Summer League. So Scoot at 10, assistant coaches at 9, Champagny at 8, Michael DeVoe at 7. I skipped him. Opportunity at 6, Vegas at 5. But DeVoe making the most of his opportunity too, man. When you're on a team like the Blazers that's completely rebuilding, you understand in the way he talks so elegantly about the opportunity given to him and what this means and sort of the, the way that the team plays and all of that that comes with it. You can tell he gets it. Played at Georgia Tech, undrafted in 2022. Really, you know, scoring 20-plus. Like, dude can ball. Going to be a piece that I think that they utilize in Portland as they rebuild. At number four, Jabari Smith. Dude doesn't even need to be here. Had a really good rookie campaign, but he is far and above the best player that I've seen in summer league. 38 the other night. And again, doesn't even need to be here, but wants to be here to get better. And I think it's going to give him a lot of confidence heading in to the 2023-2024 season, showing that, hey, man, against lesser competition, I can flat out dominate. I can be the best player on the floor. And moving forward, I think he's going to be the, the piece, you know, Jalen Green solid in Houston and you bring in Fred Van Vliet. But Jabari Smith is the guy that I think they completely build around there in Houston. Great pieces with Green and Van Vliet and other young players. But Jabari Smith is going to be a baller, man, a flat-out baller. Scoring 38, as I mentioned the other night, can do it all, rebound, shoot the hoop, uh, get to the rack. 
Like, dude is going to be studly for the Rockets, and he's showcasing how he's better than everyone so far this summer league. At number three, Brandon Miller. And he hasn't played better than Jabari Smith, Michael DeVoe, some of these guys I already mentioned. But I just wanted to see him on the floor because I think of the class, and I think it went one, two, three, if I'm going to go as far as just the top three picks of what I think they're going to do initially in the league over the first couple of seasons. I think Wemby's going to be the most impactful player. We'll get to him in a second. But Brandon Miller, I think, was Charlotte was that great wing that they needed. He can defend. He can shoot the three. And he's long. Uh, he's going to have a really good NBA career. And I just want to see him out there with other NBA players. Like I said, Wemby played professionally. Scoot Henderson played in the G League. But Brandon Miller played in the SEC. Didn't get that professional experience. Still, really good competition. Obviously, saw him in the tournament. But I think Brandon Miller was a, a great pick at number two for Charlotte. And I really like what his potential could be in the NBA. It was good to see him out there in summer league at number two it's the growth of nba summer league i started this off by talking about my my years going in 04 05 06 07 as a fan we'd go out with our friends we'd watch went with my my future wife now one time go to the games uh hang out in vegas hang out at the pool then go watch basketball and the crowds are nothing like they were three straight sellouts from friday saturday to sunday at the thomas and max center now two of those involved victor Wimbanyana, but sold out and great crowds. And it used to be like, maybe you'd see a star or two that would make their way to Vegas. Now guys are ascending on Vegas for this week and a half, training with other NBA players, playing games, meet with executives, free agency talks continue. And you see them all courtside. You see the, the brass and the executives. And that was sort of always a part of it. But more head coaches are showing up. More players are showing up. The growth of the fan experience has been awesome. Way better players too. Like guys that normally would be playing overseas and wouldn't mess with summer league are playing summer league because they know that the G League is a great pathway to the NBA. So I absolutely love the growth that they've had. The crowds have been great. Three straight sellouts, all the executives, the coaches, the players, people showing up and wanting to cheer on their younger players. Love it. And finally, number one, would I go any other way, uh, any other place than Victor Wimbignana? Now listen, Wimby in his opening game, hey, he didn't look spectacular. Game two looked like the Wimby that I wanted to see. And the reason why I absolutely love this dude my son and I were watching the NBA draft lottery, me and Becca, my eight-year-old. And we love LeBron. As you can see, got LeBron. Other way. There you go. LeBron in the background. But we were watching, and he said, Dad, why is this a big deal? I said, because whoever gets the number one pick is going to get Wemby. He said, who's Wemby? I said, son, you got to watch this. So we pulled up some YouTube clips. My son Beckham is eight, remember. Watched literally three minutes of Wemby highlights and said, Dad, can he be our next favorite player once LeBron retires? I said, yes, sir. And so... Watching on Friday, it was some moments you're like, dude, this dude's got all the skill set. He's going to be great. And then watching him on Sunday, I had a smile. I was watching it with my wife. I had a smile from ear to ear. Just loved every second of it. The little turnaround post play, dropping down threes. Late in the game, he missed the one-legged three-pointer, but that's in his arsenal. Getting to the rack, blocking shots, rebounds, runs the floor, dribbles, got the handles. Um, special. Just absolutely special. It warms my heart that this is going to be my, my favorite player with my son for years to come. And I am crowning myself today the number one Spurs fan in the state of South Dakota. My son Beckham is number two. Shout out to Tiny Schefter, Seth Lubers. He's number three. Sorry, dude. You got moved over. Even though you've been a fan since you were a kid, we're taking over the reins. Wimby is our guy. So one through ten, actually ten through one. Scoot at ten. Assistant coaches getting opportunities at nine. This is why the NBA Summer League is awesome. Top ten reasons why. We love 2023 Summer League. Julian Champagny at eight. Michael DeVoe at number seven. Dude's been balling for the Blazers. At number six, opportunity for everyone. At number five, it's Vegas, baby. 
At number four, Jabari Smith. At number three, Brandon Miller. At number two, the growth, the crowds, everyone coming out. And at number one, Wemby. All right, there's one list. Let's get to another. Again, the list podcast brought to you by our good friends at the Man Salon. Get your haircuts today and pay attention to my social media at JTESPN. You can win some free ultimate haircuts from the Man Salon. Did they give you a back massage? It's awesome. Um, top five hotels. Top five hotels in Vegas. Five through one. And these are all personal preferences. I haven't stayed at the Aria or some of the more ritzy ones. But I had stayed at the New York, New York with, with one of my friends and then once with my mom. We went on a Vegas trip uh, when I was... Uh, 18 with my my friend and then when I was 21 I went with my mom and we had fun a little fun getaway and uh, I remember walking across from New York New York to the MGM and seeing snow come down in January I thought that was really cool we had a wonderful time hanging out playing the wheel of fortune back in like god it would have been like 2006 me and my mom uh, wonderful experience love the New York New York some good food inside there as well and number four the Bellagio great poker room you get the fountains. I only stayed there once. My room was super nice, but uh, that place was buzzing from morning to night. Wonderful pool. As I mentioned, to just go out there and watch the fountains was awesome. I could see them from my room. You got a great view of the strip as well. Super nice hotel. And number three, the Venetian, another great poker room. Uh, played some poker tournaments there in the mid-2000s. I don't go to Vegas that often. It's been a few years, so I'm sure there's hotels that I'm missing here that I, I'd love to stay at, but these are my own personal experiences. Beautiful inside. Like, from all the hotels that I've been in, absolutely gorgeous. You got the little uh, the little water ride you can go on there through what looks like, I guess, uh, Italy. I've never been there either. But um, super nice. Uh, love the Venetian rooms. And they treated me really well. Uh, great food. Uh, delicious Italian. At number two, Planet Hollywood. Uh, I was there the week that it opened. And they upgraded our room, each me and my buddy, too. This is probably, again, back in mid-2000s, 2007, something like that, whatever it was. And they upgraded our rooms to like a suite where I had a bathroom that had a TV and a hot tub, another room with a huge flat screen. I had like three rooms and I was by myself. My buddy had the same accommodations and they comped us out like a ton of food. It was their grand opening. Uh, they had the Miss America pageant, I think, going on there at the time. And it was just it was awesome, man. It was awesome. They, they were letting us experience the hotel. And I haven't been back since. So it's it's, you know. 14 years, 13 years later, I'm sure it looks a lot different. But at the time, it had an absolute blast. Top five favorite hotels in Vegas based on my experience. Number one, the Palazzo. I met some dude there one time, a VIP host, and I'm far from a VIP. But ever since then, he's always helped my family out with rooms. When they've gone, friends out with rooms. Um, got us just wonderful accommodations at restaurants and clubs. And um, you got these rooms where, like, you have this top area um, that's like your bed. And then it goes down into like a little living room and they're all suites. You, you look on wonderful pool right next to the Venetian. Uh, and I just, I've never been treated nicer at a hotel than the Palazzo. So shout out to the Palazzo, shout out to planet Hollywood, shout out to the Venetian, shout out to Bellagio and shout out to New York, New York, New York, New York, New York, one through five on the list podcast. Again, you can check out the list podcast every single week, iTunes, Spotify, and you watching me right here on YouTube. Until we reconvene again, great summer league, great place, Las Vegas. Look forward to a fun one next week as well as another page is turned here on the list. Again, check us out. iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. Make sure you like, subscribe, do the whole nine yards, comment on your favorite places in Vegas and your thoughts on summer league. Be well, y'all.